guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So we're going to start with the book of Nahum, and Nahum is, again, only three chapters. In fact, all three books that we're studying this week have just three chapters in them. So Nahum, let me just get right into the book of Nahum with the chapter headings. Just look at the chapter headings of, uh, of 1, 2, and 3. Nahum speaks of the burning of the earth of the second coming and the mercy and the power of the Lord. There you go. Chapter 2, Nineveh will be destroyed. We'll come back to that in a second, which is a symbol of what will be in the latter days. Chapter 3, the miserable downfall of Nineveh as foretold. So there you go. Exciting book, right? Um, in fact, verse number one of chapter one, it says the burden of Nineveh. And you're probably like, why does Nineveh have a burden? We just talked about Jonah this last week. And didn't Jonah go in and preach repentance to Nineveh and they actually accepted, which I think is so cool because here's Jonah who is so scared to go to Nineveh. He goes in there and says, repent. And they're like, Okay, where do we sign? Let's do this. Uh, but here we are. We're a hundred years later. And as we have seen with with history and with you and I, we all do that. Like we repent, we're like I'm never going to sin again. And then you're just like, okay, uh, shiny object, right? We have those sinful moments where we get caught up into that. And so here we are, like I said, a hundred years later, Nineveh is wicked, horrible, doing all kinds of bad stuff. And so the prophet Nahum comes in. And I love how just in chapter one, these first few verses right here, he outlines the characteristics of the Lord. For example, verse two, God is jealous. <laughs> now you read through that and you're just like, okay, not a quality I would want to have described for me. But if you remember back in the uh, Ten Commandments, when it talks about I, God, am a jealous God, the footnote or the Hebrew word there, it says the Hebrew word is kana, Q-A-N-N-A-H, which means possessing sensitive and deep feelings. So I'm totally okay with jealous being a quality of God, possessing deep and sensitive feelings for me to the point where he wants to do whatever he can to help me become like him. His work and his glory is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of me. I'm okay with him being a little bit, like it says there, jealous, but having those deep and sensitive feelings. So right out the gate, you get a jealous God, which is not a bad thing. The next part, the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth and is furious. There you go. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. We'll talk more about that in a second. But then you almost have what appears to be the opposite in verse 3. The Lord is slow to anger. I absolutely appreciate that great in power and will not at all acquit the wicked, meaning, look, you're wicked, you're not going to get away with stuff. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind and the storm and the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebuketh the sea, he maketh it dry, drieth up all of the rivers, his power. Verse five, the mountains quake at him, the hills melt, the earth is burned at his presence. When you have a celestial being who comes to the earth, the earth is going to be burned. It's going to happen. Yea, the world and all that dwell within. Who can stand before his indignation? Now, I want to pause there for a second because I think that phrase really does help us understand the previous verses about how he is, he's revenging and he is furious, but he's slow to anger. The word indignation is interesting. If you click on the word indignation, the definition is anger or annoyance provoked by what is perceived as unfair treatment. 
that's an interesting way to look at this, especially as I was thinking about that, I went back to Elder Dale G. Renlund's talk a few years ago called Infuriating Unfairness. God sees what goes on to his children, and he understands that there are things that are unfair that are going to happen. And the thing is, Oftentimes that unfairness gets us feeling all kinds of bitterness through that. I love what Elder Renlund said here. Do not let unfairness harden you or corrode your faith in God. Instead, ask God for help. Increase your appreciation for and reliance on the Savior. Rather than becoming bitter, let him help you become better. Allow him to help you persevere. To let your afflictions be swallowed up in the joy of Christ. Join him in his mission to heal the brokenhearted. Strive to mitigate unfairness and become a stone catcher, which he referred to in his talk there. I testify that the Savior lives. He understands unfairness. The marks in the palms of his hands continually remind him of you and your circumstances. He ministers to you in all your distress. For those who come unto him, a crown of beauty will replace the ashes of mourning. Joy and gladness will replace grief and sorrow. Appreciation and celebration replace discouragement and despair. Your faith in Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ will be rewarded more than you can imagine. All unfairness, especially infuriating unfairness, will be consecrated for your game. So when I see that word indignation, it reminds me that there's a God who sees unfairness and he doesn't like it. And so he's going to try to help us overcome that, which leads to, I think, one of the coolest verses in the book of Nahum, which again is not saying a lot because it's three chapters. It's verse number seven. The Lord is good a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Now, just as a side note, when I read through that, I was like, okay, this sounds familiar. I was reminded that as you go out to eat sometimes, you go run out to In-N-Out Burger, okay? Famous burger joint. Right on their burger packaging, they have, as you can see, Nahum 1.7. In fact, in most of their packaging, they have some kind of scripture. If you go there, check it out. It's kind of a fun little thing. They're a Christian company, and I love how they are promoting that. But Nahum 1.7, is right there. Again, kind of an obscure book, but that verse again, the Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust him. And that phrase I wanted to play with for a second because I'm like, God knows me. He knows all of his children. So that phrase, he knoweth them that trust in him. So I went to some of the different versions of the Bible, and I'm going to be doing that quite a bit this week, just going to some of the different translations. And you see some interesting ways to understand goodness and to understand the world that we live in and to understand how to overcome it. The New Living Translation says, The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust in him. I like that. Because again, it's not that he knows, he knows everybody. He knows all of us. He knows the wicked. He knows the righteous. But to those who trust in him, he is close to them. That's where I've, I've used this numerous times where here's, here's God. And, and when, we are, when we are trusting in him, we feel close to him. And we feel that closeness there. So I love that. I love that just these first few uh, verses in Nahum, as you're getting ready to read about all of the destruction, it kind of sets the tone of the qualities and the characteristics of God and why you often see the indignation of the Lord and you see him, but he is slow to anger. Those might seem like those are contradictory, but I really don't think so. It is the Lord measuring his anger and knowing how to use that. Again, 
having those angry thoughts does not make you a bad person. It's just trying to figure out how to channel that. I was talking to a student this last week who said, I said, is anger a bad emotion? As we were talking about Jonah with, you know, doest thou well to be angry? And uh, he goes, yep, I do great when I'm angry. I go to the gym <laughs> and I think, okay, that's a great way to do it. And he goes, when I come away, I am feeling so much better. So again, I love these qualities of the Lord Jesus Christ and I love how he works with you and I. We trust in him. We feel close to him. I know that's true. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.